1: Well, hello and welcome to Simply Financial, Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray of Insight Folios. He is your financial coach here on the show, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Penconning and Saginaw as well. Find us online by going to insightfolios.com. Kevin's the co-author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement, and has more than 28 years of financial planning experience. Kevin, great to be with you once again today. How's life treating you?
0: Life's pretty good here, Walter. I mean we've had some good days this week and market's been up a little bit this week. Um especially early on. The sun's been out a little bit here and there, so I'm thinking, you know, good signs are on the horizon and I'm liking that.
1: I think you and I are both, you know, glass half full kind of folks. And so uh yeah, it, it has been nice to just see the sun peek out and get a little bit of that warmth on the skin and there was a day not too long ago where it was it was both days were nice but the first day when the breeze blew it was a cool breeze and the next day it was a warm breeze and i was like okay that's spring spring is spring is hit
0: <laughs> spring is there
1: Very cool. Well, glad that you are uh, good and taking things in a positive stride. We've got lots to talk about on today's show, and certainly the coronavirus and where we currently stand from a financial perspective and everything that's happened over the last couple of weeks and months will you know make its way into our conversation. But we're also going to kind of uh, try and look at some of the staples of financial and retirement planning and still help you be really well prepared for what to expect, what's to come in your financial life and in retirement. And we've got lots of good topics to cover on today. Show. So to kick things off this week, Kevin, I want to talk about some of the government actions that have been passed over the last couple of weeks because I'm sure you feel like me. There's been a lot of them. And there's been a lot. Yep. It's been hard
0: to kind of keep track of it all, hasn't it? Well, there has, because it, it seems like on a daily basis, something else is, oh, you know what, that, that came out in that in that uh, package, and we didn't even realize it. So things are filtering out as, as time goes by, but there's a lot of stuff happening right now.
1: Yeah, it's a very true statement. So we want to look at some of the different actions that have been taken over the last couple of weeks and kind of break them down for you to start off today's show. So I've got a list of the biggest ones, Kevin, that have come down the pike, and I'm looking for you to kind of give us some guidance here. And I know a lot of these apply to individuals, uh, but we also have some information for small small business owners as well. That's really important to kind of understand, you know, where in these relief programs, where in these government actions, you might be able to benefit and take advantage of some of these changes. So the first big one, and this is certainly appropriate for this week, because everybody was supposed to be preparing to make sure that those taxes were done before April 15th. But the tax filing deadline, Kevin, has been moved back to July 15th.
0: Well, it has been, and I'm sure that's somewhat of a relief for all the CPAs and accountants out there because, you know, they're seeing an influx of people coming into their office.
1: Or they're upset about it because they were ready to be done by April 16th. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
0: going to say, that's the, there's the other side of the glass, right? <laughs> um, I
1: know one CPA who is like, I wish they would have just stayed the 15th so I could just be done with this.
0: <laughs> well, you know, because the CPAs, the ones I know around here, we're doing it, you know, through the mail or people are dropping their things off. So, but you know, to be on the safe side, I suppose (laughs) some like that extra time, maybe some don't, but for you, for our listener personally, so now, you know, give you time to do some planning. So maybe a traditional IRA where you get a tax deduction now, maybe you know a thing to look at, or the Roth IRA where you get no tax deduction now, but it's going to grow tax-free. You are know, going down the road um, may be a better option for you. So now you have till July fifteenth to do some more planning, to put some more numbers down on paper, and see which way is better for you. But it certainly gives you a little more time to do those, and you know, also gives you the tax deadline that you can also. It'll contribute to your Roth IRA or your traditional IRA until July 15, too. So that's a, that's a bigger deal.
1: Yeah, it is a big deal. And uh, I think it's, it can be very helpful, I think, for a lot of people who are maybe struggling to uh, make ends meet right now or just yeah. need a little bit of that extra cushion because of lost hours. I mean, I'm hearing from a lot of folks, Kevin, that you know, they may not be jobless, but their hours are getting cut or, you know, they're asking people to take pay rate decreases or uh, maybe it's, a, hey, take a week of unpaid vacation, you know, little things like that. Those things will start to pile up on folks. And then those who obviously lose their jobs completely be a big issue, too. So. That, that's a helpful change that I'm sure a lot of people are excited about.
0: It, it is helpful in, in the, the extent that you're talking about. So it's going to give somebody, you know, a lot of us, a lot of breathing room out there to make yeah. just some decisions. So you're not up against because we're already in April and the 15th was around the corner. So it does extend that give you gives you some time to, you know, make some certain adjustments.
1: Yep. The other big one, and this one I think got the most news attention, was the recovery rebate that's going to individuals starting at uh, $1,200 per adult, Kevin, and then $500 per child that you have as dependents. And then this phases out at certain income levels. But this is kind of something that a lot of people are going to be getting checks in the mail.
0: Well, uh, it is. And we don't know how, f- we, I think it's going to happen fairly fast. So, like you said, the they bills. They're
1: talking like it could be any, any day now or next week or two, maybe.
0: Yeah, so I, you just check into your bank accounts. I think, the way you're going to find out. That's true. Uh, yeah, mostly see, direct deposit, right? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, mostly everybody's direct deposit now. So it is going to give people a, a $1,200 refundable tax credit for individuals, $2,400 for joint taxpayers. In addition, like you said, Walter, you know, $500 for each child. So do you think these rebates are going to be counted as taxable income for people who receive them? I would think so.
1: They're not. Oh, okay. They're
0: not, so that's that's a big bonus, right so and there are some phase outs like you were mentioning too, so the phase out is you know if you're single and you're earning more than seventy five thousand dollars, it starts to go away if you're head of household filing it's hundred and twelve, and if you're married couple, it's one hundred and fifty, but it phases out entirely if you're single taxpayer and you have no children at ninety nine thousand and if you're a joint taxpayer with no children, at 198000 So they have the, their, their form that they're going to go through. But for most of us, for most people out there, they're going to receive that refund, and it was sent to you for a couple of reasons, right? Number one, to help you out in the tough times that we're having. Number two, maybe to stimulate the economy. Once they, you know, things start getting back to normal, we can go out and start doing our normal everyday activities.
1: Yeah, that's a great point, Kevin. Now I know that, okay, two things. First of all, Good. complete aside, totally unrelated, Head of household, can you give me a 10-second definition of – I've always wondered what head of household was versus the single and, you know, the married filing jointly and separately. I understand all those. What's head of household?
0: Well, the head of household, for some people, you know, they're married, but they're going to file because it helps them out tax-wise. They'll file head of household, or maybe they're separated and those types of things. So in certain instances, if you file head of household, it's going to be better for you than it would say joint or, or otherwise. So the, it just depends on your own personal situation. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't.
1: Gotcha. Okay, interesting. I've just always wondered what that one is with that one, you know, really mentor, who utilized it, that sort of thing.
0: You think it's a power struggle between husband husband wife? I am the head of household, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. No, who, I am. <laughs> who, who, who wants to claim that
1: one, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a good debate. No, that's helpful. Thank you. A, a complete aside there. Uh, back to the recovery rebate. I know the common pushback to this is it leaves some gaps to where some folks who really need that help will get that money and others who actually maybe haven't experienced any changes in their job situation are going to get that rebate. And so I know that some of the criticism has been like, let's say you're a successful business owner, and since this is based on like past tax returns, you were, you did well, maybe a restaurant owner in 2018, 2019, but now in twenty twenty, you've lost your business. Yeah, they're not going to get the recovery rebate depending on their their income level. But if they ran a successful business and they're outside the income levels, well, now's when they're really hurting.
0: Yeah, that's where I don't know if you read what Mark Cuban said about that. No, he, mm-hmm. he would have done this a little bit differently. He thought it was a good idea what we're doing, but he would have done it a little bit differently, as far as it would have been as a needed basis because things just like you said restaurant owners in our town you know are pretty well you know limited just to carry out and it's hurting their businesses uh, significantly i was talking to one owner yesterday we got some carry out to try to support them and she said the same thing we're way way down she sold four slices of pizza yesterday and that was it and i come in oh, around noon wow. to get some so it's hurting those people and and that's i think wasn't thought through maybe as well as could be so that maybe that'll be changed as we go forward you know on a as on like a as needed basis for people like restaurant owners and buyers and those types of things
1: so another change that the government made rmds not required for 2020
0: no and that's kind of a big thing if you think about it so what is an rmd first for people who may not know it stands for required minimum distribution and what that says Is at now the new law, the new secure act uh, that just passed. Depending on your age, now the the RMDs are 72 and a half. So if you're 72 and a half, you don't have to take that RMD out this year, and that's waived. So that's on IRAs, 401ks, you know, Roth 401ks, inherited accounts, those types of things. So if you were subject to take your RMD out, you know, regardless of your age now, you don't have to do it. So what's the benefit to you if, if that happens? So most people, you know, we had to have those out by April, you know, of this year, not by April fifteenth of this year. So if you wanted to take your RMD out while the market is down, that's not necessarily a good thing. You don't want to pull money or dollars out of your account when the market is down because you're, you know, you don't want to sell at a at a low point like that. So if this is you, you don't, you're not forced to do it this year. You can totally waive and call up your custodian, whoever that is, and say, I don't want my RMD this year, or at least put it off. Uh, to maybe later in the year if you're taking it early in the year. And it'll do a couple of things. Number one, it's going to save you taxes. Number two, it's not going to force you to pull money out of the market when the market is low. So if that is you, that may be a good point for you to sit down and, and talk to your advisor or your accountant and say, you know, if I don't do this this year, is it going to help me out? And it probably will help most people out. Now, on the other hand, if you need it for your income, you know, then take it for your income. But if you don't need it for your income, this is a great time. Sit down and look at that. Say, so how much is it going to save you tax-wise, and how much is it going to save you in the long term? You know, just from those dollars you didn't have to pull out, that you're going to have growth on those dollars, and now for the next year. So that's a good thing, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Uh, also, another change the government has uh, has passed to put into effect. Men, we told you, there's a lot of them. Uh, Early withdrawal penalties are waived on IRAs for people affected by the virus. Now, this is normally counter to advice of, you know, regular times, Kevin, of don't rob your retirement for today's purposes. But if it's the matter of people feeding themselves and, you know, trying to, you know, live life, period, uh, this is actually a really helpful change, right?
0: It is. So what are we talking about? Early withdrawal penalty from IRAs. So for those of you out there, the traditional rule says this, if you're under the age of 59 and a half, if you withdraw money from your IRA, you're going to pay a 10% penalty to the IRS. So if you need to pull out $50,000, the penalties, $5,000. And not only that, it's all taxable. So what the government's saying right now is if you're under 59 and a half and you're affected by this virus and you do withdraw from your IRA, well, that 10% penalty is waived now. So in other words, they're not going to penalize you from doing that. But the rule also says this, if you're gonna do this you have to experience what they call adverse financial consequences. So what are they? What's considered that? So it could be you're laid off, you're quarantined, your business is closed, you have your hours reduced, you know, have childcare changes where you now you need to have money for that. Your spouse is the, you know, was diagnosed with the viruses Anything along those lines, the, you know, the, the government or the IRS is going to waive that penalty. And like Walter said, if you need this money to eat, to survive, to pay bills, this may be just an additional help for you that, you know, they're waiving that 10% penalty right now.
1: So those are uh, a lot of the changes that have been made to help individuals. Uh, when it comes to what the government has done to try and help folks get through this coronavirus situation. And then a lot of other holes have kind of been plugged in a way with the Paycheck Protection Program. And, Kevin, this is the forgivable loans that are now available to small businesses to try and tap into. This has created a lot of buzz over the last couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, that program was put together as a loan, like, like you said, to provide direct incentive to small businesses. For what reason? To keep your workers on the payroll. So SBA, which means Small Business Association, will forgive loans if all your employees are kept on the payroll for eight weeks. And that money that that you get the loan for is used for payroll, rent, mortgage, interest, or utilities. So for the people we've been talking about, like the bars and the restaurants and hair salons and all those types of things that are forced not to um, stay in business, this may be of some help. Um, You know, maybe you can keep your people working some other way inside that business. So the program is made up for small businesses with less than 500 employees. It can include sole proprietors, independent contractors, self-employed persons, you know, maybe some even nonprofit organizations, veteran organizations, and other types that are affected by the the COVID-19. So it's going to um, help people get through, you know, the short time frame that we're going through, with this pandemic we're going through and we know that it's not going to be forever we can see kind of the light at the end of the tunnel right now because our governor's saying probably may 1st we're going to look at it maybe open the doors and maybe slowly start going back to work so that may be the perfect thing to help people get through you know this short time frame that we're going through now and make ends meet and keep people in the payroll so i think that's a good thing too
1: yeah, I think uh, the small business one, they still have a lot of, I think, uh, kinks to work out. in the. They do. In, yeah. in the, they they really tried to get that out quickly, and they've made so, a lot of adjustments and tweaks to it uh, over the couple of weeks. And so many people are applying for it. It's it's going to cause a little bit of a log jam and some problems. There's a lot of unanswered questions about it. But they're trying to do something swiftly that helps a lot of people. So uh, a lot of actions being taken there, Kevin. That'll certainly help some folks out. Now, my question for you is, I know you tend to obviously specialize with folks who are in retirement or approaching retirement. So assuming those folks, I mean, obviously, if you lose your job as you're approaching retirement, that's a big wake-up call and a big issue. It is. But, uh, I mean, what are your clients talking to you about? Are these actions helpful for them? What's been the biggest buzz from folks that you're working with on a daily basis?
0: Well, you'd be surprised, Walter, because the biggest buzz is I think this – time around, we know that this really isn't a financial crisis as much as it is a health crisis, right? I think everybody has that uh, way of thinking. So what we're getting calls on is, you know what, I think this may be a good time to, you know, look at stocks that are on sale, those types of things. So this is where the planning process Comes in, it may be the opportune time for you that if you've been sitting on the sidelines, to talk to somebody, to sit down with an advisor, to say, is this a good time for me? Maybe to get involved in the market. Is this a good time to buy? Maybe it's a better time than it was, say six months ago. Um, so if that's you and you're sitting on the sidelines, wondering, is this an opportunity that I may be, I may be missing? Because we've had several clients call and say that I, you know, in two thousand and eight, I missed that opportunity to buy when everything was down low. And that may be just the time for you to sit down and talk to an advisor and start that planning process, start to see if you do take on some risk, if you do get into the market, if you do do those things, how does it affect you long-term? How does it affect you short-term? Maybe it'll help you, maybe it won't. But the only way you're gonna know is to sit down with somebody And ask those questions and sit down and do the planning that's personalized just to you and see if it's a benefit to you or not. So if that's you, you've been sitting on the sidelines and you've been procrastinating since 2008, since the last downturn, or you've been procrastinating for the last couple of years, now's the time to take this opportunity and to see if this this will help you out. This is a benefit to you. Maybe it would be, maybe it won't, but you don't know unless you pick the phone up and you call and you sit down with your advisor. So if that's you, just pick the phone up. Call us. I'd be happy to sit down with you, Um, or we're going to do a Join.me meeting or maybe a Zoom meeting, something like that. I can answer your questions until this passes and maybe get you started on the right path. So if that's you, just pick up the phone.
1: The number to call to get in touch is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Gets you in touch with Kevin Ray, allows you to have that conversation about getting to and through retirement how to navigate through times like this but also all the other questions that need to be answered with a financial plan, we're talking about things like taxes and uh, discussing your risk level, uh, making sure that you have proper allocation. What does rebalancing look like? What does the relationship look like with an advisor? Not just at the time you put together a financial plan, but what does it look like beyond that for the rest of your life? Um, the relationship doesn't stop just once you retire. Um, it's a long-term deal, and so you want to make sure that you know your advisor well and that they know your situation. And it all starts with the phone call to get the ball rolling. And the number to call is eight eight. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin will sit down with you in one of the offices in Pinconning or Saginaw or meet remotely, of course, as well as many people prefer to do right now and have a conversation with you about your plan, your goals and your dreams for retirement and how to achieve them. The number to call to get a complimentary review is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. More coming up on today's show. You're tuned in to Simply Financial.
0: No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial.
1: Glad you're with us today on Simply Financial. Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Price City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. With more than 28 years of experience, you can always ask Kevin your financial planning questions by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Leave a quick message and Kevin will return your call to get in touch to talk about whatever is on your mind. All right, Kevin, uh, we've talked about, uh, you know, the government actions that have been taken in the wake of this market crash that we've all been through over the last couple of weeks were you prepared for this most recent downturn in the market? That's a good question to ask yourself as you're listening to today's show. And if you were, I mean, great for you. And that's not a sarcastic great for you. That's a good for you. That that means you probably had a great plan in place. If not, though, let's talk about what you need to do to be ready for the next one. Because, Kevin, it may not be a pandemic that causes it, but there will be a next one Sometime during your life, during your retirement, maybe even more than one, right?
0: Well, that's it. We don't know, right? Because it's always the unforeseeable, unknowable events that happen that trigger this. I mean, you think back, the the housing crisis of 2008, you know, the dot-com crash, the tsunami in Japan, now it's the COVID-19. You have to be prepared for those things.
1: Yeah, bad things will happen, the news will react to it, and it will cause market downturns. You can take that to the bank, and that's just the way of life. And so we've got to be ready for these things. So here is your market crash survival guide, the steps to take to make sure we can avoid problems the next time one of these comes around and be in a better position to handle all of this. So first of all, always have an understanding of how much risk you're exposed to. But how do we find that out, Kevin?
0: Well, that's, you know, I bet you that has everybody's attention now, right? Absolutely. So let me give you an example for this, you know, because literally what? In the last two months, we've taken a major downturn. The market's been down, say, 30 or 40% there for a while. So, Walter, I'm going to give you a math question. ready? Ready. So if you experience this, if you had too much risk, and we're going to relate this to risk and how, how it, you know, could hurt your portfolio, Okay. if the market went down 30%, Mm-hmm. what percentage do you think you have to recoup to break even?
1: Uh, isn't it like double, like 60% to get back no, to even?
0: Not that way, but it's 42.9%.
1: Oh, 42.9, okay.
0: So if you lost 30, let's reiterate that. If you lost 30, you got to make 42.9. Now, here's another question. That was question. a hard math question. So <laughs> well, it
1: is. What's the formula for that
0: one? <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I want you to, I got, what's the formula? I got this little cheat sheet Yeah, for yeah me, that's so. the formula, okay. <laughs> um, but here's another interesting thing. So let's say that you you know the market dropped thirty percent. You need to come back forty two point nine. If you earn ten percent, how long is it going to take you to break even?
1: Oh, uh, another math question coming. Another math question. All right, so say, say that one again.
0: All right, so you lost thirty. We need to earn forty two point nine to get back. to, get to Back, even. right? Okay. If, if we average ten percent a year. Oh, so
1: it'll take a little over four four years, right?
0: well, you're pretty good on that one. I got 3.7 years.
1: I just wasn't ready for that one.
0: (laughs) So you dig, ding, 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 and get on the math question, right? There we go. One for two. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: So that's just pointing out, you know, the risk. If you, like Walter said, you're getting closer to a retirement. And if you have a lot of risk and you're down 30%, you need to, you need to return 42.9 to get back to even. If you're down, you know, 50%, then you need to Earn a 100% to get back to even that's where you're coming from, uh, Walter. So how do you do that? Well, you sit down with somebody and you go through your allocations, your risk tolerance and those types of things. You know, it comes down to simple planning. You know, how much risk do you need to take versus how much are you currently taking? And if it's out of balance, guess what? This is where the planning prospect would have helped you if you did this in January versus like Walter said, doing it when the market is free falling. That's not the time to do it. So sit down, Uh, go over with your advisor and sit down and see how much risk you're taking to how much you may have to take or you need to take to get to your goals. Uh,
1: Step number two, protect some of your gains as you go along. What does that look like?
0: Well, again, I bet there's a lot of people thinking they should have done this beginning of the year. I'm looking back now, but this is where rebalancing your account could help some. And let's talk about what rebalance means. So for most people, they're going to have maybe 60% in stocks and say 40% in bonds or some ratio like that. Well, as the stock market goes along, the percentage that you have in stock is going to increase because the market's doing good. So let's say you went from 60 to 70% on stocks and then your bonds, because for whatever reason, they're down. Now you have 30% there. You started out 60, 40 now you're 70, 30, so you're taking on more risk and you really don't realize it. So when rebalancing comes along, what's it does? Well, it sells. it's gonna sell off 10% of your stock position. Why? Because we originally wanted to be 60%. So it's gonna sell off at a high and it's gonna add 10% to your bond position. Now it was 30, now we're gonna bring it back to 40. So this automatically tends to help you sell you know, at the high point and buy at the low point on certain asset classes. So that's one critical aspect to rebalance and that helps you in your portfolio as you're going around. And also there's nothing wrong with taking some of your gains off the table you know, looking at different investment options that are considered safer. So what's considered safer? Well, if you go to a bank, we know CD would be safer. If you go to the government, what can you get? You can get a government bond, that'd be safer. If you go to insurance companies, you know, fixed annuities are considered a safer you know option there too. Yeah, it's still in the fixed annuity market, uh, Walter, I don't know if you know this now, you can still get like 3.8%. Hmm. You know, it's not nothing to light the world on fire, but it's still 3.8%. So are, there are things you should be looking at as you're getting closer to retirement, rebalancing, maybe take some winnings off the table protecting some of the gains and there's various ways you can do it
1: very cool so yeah steps one and two have an understanding of risk and protect gains as you go and then i think somewhat related to that kevin would be number three on the survival guide of market crashes be sure that you're diversified appropriately now diversification one of those big buzzwords in the financial world right
0: well it is a big so what does diversification means well it means having different asset classes into your portfolio So that would be something like this. You have some large cap companies in there. You have some small cap companies. You have some mid cap companies. You have international companies overseas. And and it doesn't mean, here's what it doesn't mean, Walter, because this is what I think a lot of people get messed up on diversification. It doesn't mean you own a bunch of different mutual funds. Because I can bet if you own, you know, five different mutual funds and they're growth mutual funds, they all own... Microsoft, they all own Amazon, they all own, you know, Netflix. So that's not diversification because all you're doing is duplicating what you're owning in other different mutual funds. So the diversification means this, you need to spread it out through different asset classes. And why does this help you? Because when markets go down, everything doesn't tend to go one way or the other you want things you know take out that roller coaster ride you want to even out that roller coaster and that's what diversification works it does it helps to ease the the tension in in times like this but does it always work no it doesn't always work in 2008 You know, it didn't matter where you're at, you seem to your accounts were down, but it does help in most cases. So if you're not diversified and you're not rebalancing your accounts uh, periodically, that's a big thing to be looking into and making sure you're doing it because that does help in the long term.
1: Kevin, these are all great points. And I think this next one is something to really illustrate. And that is about timing the market. If you want to try and survive a market crash, try not to play that game of timing the market, looking for the bottom, looking for the top. But it's tough for people to not try to play that, you know, that game of roulette. You know, we we like Vegas. We like, uh, you know, sports betting is, you know, uh, legal now. <laughs> and so you yeah. know, people are people like to take that risk. And it's just a tough one to take in the stock market. Right.
0: Well, we know there's been, you know, a ton of studies done out there uh, that prove the point which you're actually saying. People get emotional and they make bad financial decisions and they end up selling at the low point when they should have just, you know, hung in there a little bit and let the market do its thing. Because remember, when you're in the market, it's a long-term investment. You cannot time the market with any consistency. So if that's you and you think, well, you know, I'd like to get into the market now, so I'd like to pick the opportune time, you know, to get in, guess what? You probably can't. There may be a better strategy and that's what's called dollar cost averaging. So here's how that works. Instead, let's say you had, uh, you know, a ten thousand dollars to put in and into an account. You wanted to start it, but you're a little leery, right? Now you're a little afraid. So here's what it means. Maybe you put that ten thousand dollars in, not all at once, but you do it over a period of months, maybe six months, maybe a year. So what you're doing is you're buying, you know, some at the high point, some at the lower point, but you're averaging it out there. So you're taking some of the volatility away. In some cases, when you do that, so dollar cost averaging is in my estimation, a better way to get involved into the market than it is trying to time the market because we all know that you can. When is the best time to get back into the market? Well, we already know based on today, it was a few weeks ago. So if you missed it a few weeks ago and you're still waiting to get in, guess what? It's probably done and by. So now you're going to, you know, try to time the market again and probably it's not going to work for you. So don't try to time the market. We know it doesn't work. You know, investments are long-term treat it as such and dollar cost average will help you uh, mitigate some of that risk out there.
1: It's great to hear. And uh, so much information we're trying to pack into today's show. One more tip on the market crash survival guide. Kevin, if you have a well-conceived financial plan in place, don't panic. When the crash comes, I jumped the gun on the uh, talking about the panic a moment ago already. But it is a big problem when these things happen, even though it can be scary. Don't let panic overtake uh, your emotions and this overtake your decision making.
0: Well, I bet every listener out there uh, right now, Walter, can tell a story about somebody that's panicked and made bad financial decisions. Just, you know, everybody knows we all do it. We all know somebody that has done it. So if you do that, you're going to sell at the wrong time. You're going to sell at the bottom and you're going to panic. And that's not what you want to do. Remember, we've said it time and time again, this investing is a long-term investment. So then when the market is doing better, what happens? People want to buy and they want to get in. So they're buying at the high instead of the low. The market will find its bottom. Here's what people forget. The market's going to find its bottom long before the bad news stops. And we may have seen it. We don't know yet, but we, we know that we're up from the bottom a couple of weeks ago. Therefore, it is vital for people to have a solid income plan in place. When the market is down, you know, like it is, it's down big time right now, you need a plan put in place where your income is not affected. You know, if your income's not affected, this causes you to have less panic. Why does it do that? Well, if our income needs, if we get a paycheck coming in every single month, regardless of what the market's doing, it gives us time to ride out these market conditions, so what is a well-conceived plan? Well, a well-conceived plan is this. It's personalized just for you. It's going to take into consideration what is your income? Do we have a shortage? If we have a shortage, how are we going to produce that income from your current investments? How much Social Security do you have coming in? Do you have rental income coming in? Do you have a pension? All of those things. You have bucket list items uh, that we need to take care of. Do you have emergency funds set aside for times like this? And that's what a well-conceived plan does. It takes all of those things into consideration. And guess what? If you don't have a well-conceived plan, you can. It's easy. You sit down with the advisor. Give us a call. We will go through these situations with you. We will put together a plan that is personalized just for you. If you've been procrastinating and you've been sitting on the sidelines all this time, now's the time to take charge. Guess what? Because it's not my retirement. It's not Walter's retirement. It is your retirement. You're responsible for sitting down and, and taking the necessary measures to make sure that when you do retire, you can get to and through retirement. So if that's you, don't procrastinate because we know, it happens when people tend to procrastinate. Uh, bad things happen. So pick up the phone. Give us a call. Um, I'd be happy just to sit down and, and talk to you on the phone if that's you. We can do a Skype meeting. We can do a Join.me meeting, whatever it is. But get started on that path because sooner or later, and we know the older we get, the faster time flies, you're gonna be at the door of retirement and you're still gonna be procrastinating. Don't let that be you. Take action, do what's necessary, pick up the phone and start the planning process.
1: If you feel like you have that weight on your shoulders because you know you don't have a great plan in place to deal with these kinds of market issues like we've had recently, maybe you're 10 or 15 years away from retirement now and you're like, okay, well, I've got time to recover from this one what about the next one that hits when you are just on the doorstep of retirement? That's when you can't have these problems happen because you don't know how long it's going to take to recover and what kind of damage it's going to do to your portfolio. Uh, You'd hate to have to push back that retirement date, and sometimes people get forced into that situation if they're caught unprepared. So make sure you've got a financial plan in place that's built to last. Kevin can look at your plan complimentary. Take a look at how well it's structured, how well you are built to resist things like we've seen with the coronavirus right now. 888-885-PLAN is your number to call. That's 888-885-7526. 888-885. 885 plan call get on kevin's calendar you can leave a quick message if you get the voicemail kevin will follow up with you shortly and make sure that you get on the calendar to meet whether it's in person or uh, certainly these days over uh remote session video chat uh, however we need to make it happen we'll have you do a virtual meeting and video conference to go through the review process as well we can make it work remotely 888-885 plan is your number that's 888 888- to get your complimentary financial review more coming up on today's show you're stuck with us right here on simply financial and glad you are hope you are learning something we've got more to talk about coming up with kevin ray in just a moment it's getting to know you time well it's time to get to know kevin ray a little bit better on today's show and i've got a fun question for you this week kevin Hiccups. First of all, do you get hiccups?
0: Once in a while, I do. Yeah. Once in a while? Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. I have, um, I get I get hiccups a lot. I just, ever since I was a kid, even through today, I get them, and I get them bad. Like, they last for a long time. They are loud. I mean, really loud hiccups. So bad. Every time I hiccup, my wife goes immediately, uh oh. well, Here <laughs> we go, it. huh? Here we go, because they're <laughs> so loud and annoying. Um, so she, she just knows as instantly as soon as I get them, she just goes, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so my question for you is what is your cure for hiccups?
0: Oh boy. Um, y- your go-to
1: cure. Everyone's got it, one. I feel.
0: I remember a long time ago, I had hiccups. Like you're saying, I couldn't get rid of them. And uh, a friend of mine, you know, she, she says, well, you got to try peanut butter. And I says, peanut butter, you know, they tried scaring me. You know, I tried drinking a glass full of water, tried drinking it, you know, upside down, how they do that kind of stuff. But she ended up giving me this great big tablespoon of peanut butter, and she she you gotta swallow it. Well, I did, but it got stuck in my throat, and I darn her ch- I choked <laughs> to death. <laughs> So it did scare me, but I got to tell you, it did it did relieve the, the hiccup. So if I have to have a go-to, I won't do as much peanut butter now, but I'll do the peanut butter trick, and that seemed to work for me, and it seemed to work for me a couple of times. How about you?
1: Uh, that is the secret. Yes, peanut butter is uh, my go-to as well. So when I was a kid, we tried all sorts of remedies, and uh, finally we came across peanut butter, and it worked instantly it works 99.9% of the time gets rid of it immediately. I think it works so effectively now that my brain is trained. As soon as it's, I as soon as I smell the peanut butter, the thickness of it, my brain the hiccups just stop. It's like they know they're defeated at that point.
0: So it's, they they, give up. They, they throw, give up. they throw their hands in. <laughs> they huh? they throw their hands up. That's right. So
1: yeah, I'm with you. I think peanut butter is good. You know, surprisingly the scare tactic did work pretty well when I was yep. little, but um, you know, it's kind of hard to when you know you need to get scared. It's harder to then be scared when someone tries to scare you. But that was always a fun thing to do in the house. Mom would come around and try and scare me to try and help get rid of the hiccups and that kind of thing. So and sometimes it would still work. You know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> well the peanut butter scare means I thought i literally was going to choke to death for a minute or two. But yeah, right. I've taken a,
1: a little more than a tablespoon a few times and gone, ooh, that was a bit too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get the the uh, the cure is worse than the than the problem sure. uh, sometimes if you if you take on a little too much, but. So yeah, be careful Be careful
0: out there to, just to take a little bit at first. Yep, to, uh, yep.
1: That is definitely my, uh, my recommendation, though. Go for the peanut butter if you need help with the hiccups. Fun stuff. There you go. Get rid of your hiccups with some peanut butter. Uh, more coming up on today's show. Back to the Financial Talk coming up next.
0: What if we told you there was a simpler way to invest? Excellent. Well, that's what we thought. Well, before
1: we get ready to wrap up today's show here on Simply Financial, we always like to try to squeeze in a mailbag question or two, and uh, I think we can get to at least one today here. This one comes to us from Ted. Ted says, Kevin, should I press pause on my 401k contributions until the market is doing better?
0: Ted, Now you know, most people would tend to think that, but in my opinion, I don't think you should. If anything... I think you should increase your contributions to your 401k. Now, why would I say that when the market is down? Well, it's pretty simple, right? You're having a blue light special on stocks and on the market right now. So if you're going to increase or keep your 401k contributions the same, you're going to buy more shares of whatever it is that you're invested into because the price is lower now. So when the price, when the market does recover, because it always does, when the market comes up, those shares are going to increase in price also. So another thing that you may want to consider, Ted, is this. You're talking just about your contributions, not about the pile of, uh, or the pot of money that you have there. So just your contributions, you may want to take even a little more risk and think about buying maybe some just strictly stock companies in there. Why? Because if you're, say, you're putting in $200 a week into your 401k, if that fell by 20%, well, you're only losing 40 bucks, right? 20% of 200. So you can, you know, it's not going to be that dramatic of a change if, you know, your contributions take a big dip like that. So I would rethink, you know, where am I putting my contributions, number one? So if you're, you know, I have the 60 40 mix, 60 stocks, 40 bonds, I would rethink that because of the stocks we know are on sale right now. It's a blue light special, like I'm saying. So that way, when the tide does come up, when this, because we will get through this, we always do. You're going to see the tide come up on all those contributions that you made Why the market is down. So, you know, there's a lot of other factors that go into this, Ted. And if you got questions, just, you know, pick up the phone, give me a call. I'd be happy to help you. Look at your current 401k contributions and your allocations that you have available and maybe help you make some smart decisions in there. But it is a great time to buy, you know, uh, with your contributions, maybe look at reallocating to more stock positions than it is uh, bond positions in this case. The number to call
1: to get in touch with Kevin, with any of your financial and retirement planning questions, 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. You can have a complimentary review of your financial situation, a full look, a comprehensive look at your entire financial picture, what needs to be done to get a plan together. And it is a customized plan, by the way, to your unique needs, goals, and wants. 888-885-PLAN. You can come into the office in Penconning or Saginaw or meet remotely with Kevin as well. 888-885-PLAN is your number to call to make it happen and start the process. That's 888-885-7526 to talk to Kevin Ray of Insight Folios here in the Tri-City area. 888-885-PLAN. Well, Kevin, it's always fun having you here on the show. Glad that, you know, business is still up and running for you, that you are able to work remotely and still help people out during these times, because I know it's very needed. A lot of people need financial advice and guidance right now, both for short term purposes, but also still thinking about the long term as well. And uh, good that you're there for folks to help them out.
0: Well, that's what I enjoy to do, Walter. This has been my passion my entire life. And this is where I get you know the enjoyment out of life. I, I like helping people and and I think it shows when people come in so um, it's fun. I look forward to it and we have another week underneath our belt, which means we're another week closer to you know getting somewhat back to normal. So keep the faith we'll get there.
1: I tell you what that glass half full thing definitely rings true. That's a good way to look at it Each week that passes it's not yet another week into the crisis. It's another week closer to the end of it. so it is it I is. like that that's really and, good. That's going to carry me through the rest of the weekend. I appreciate that, Kevin.
0: (laughs) Good. I'm I'm glad I did some good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much. Uh, Always thinking positive. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for tuning into today's show. Again, don't hesitate to reach out if you have a question. No dumb questions. Uh, Feel free to ask Kevin for help, advice, guidance. 888-885-PLAN is the number. Thanks for being with us, and we'll talk to you next time right back here on Simply Financial.